0: Hello and welcome to cast, the flagship podcast of this Monster Truck Rally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, we're, we're in the middle of this whole project to like professionalize the show and do segments. Says who? M- well, me. Okay. <laughs> and, and then I keep thinking the intro should be more professional. Now I just want to go to a Monster Truck rally. And literally every time I start trying to do the professional intro, I, I just like embarrass Burgecast, myself. cast, i cast. Anyway, I'm Neelai. I'm your old friend, the guy you know. Here's Paul. Hello. Dieter, how are you feeling how about Hello. the
1: audience this week? <laughs> <laughs> guy. I need to start preparing you for this, this is going to be a running joke. I I am, We're uh... feeling out
0: whether it's going to be a running joke
1: with your level of hostility. <laughs> 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 I'm your frenemy this week. Ooh,
0: that's a good. Mm. Okay, this is a true thing. I spent. The last two days in like Vox Media leadership offsites, mm. uh, and so like yesterday, our head of revenue, Lindsay Nelson, who's like a brilliant person, came and I explained out you know how she sees our business going, in advertising. Um, and there's a book that just came out called "Frenemies" by this brilliant New Yorker reporter named Ken Aletta, like another legend of the field, and it was basically like. Frenemies is real. Like, all of the companies hate each other, and they're all afraid of Google, and the ad agencies in the middle are getting squeezed, and they're terrified. And she, uh, this is it's A total, real
2: confidence booster.
0: This is total Inside Baseball, But she's like, so we go out and ask for ad money, and we're asking for it from CMOs, chief marketing officers of big companies okay. who allocate the dollars, uh, and she's like, the, the average tenure of a CMO in this industry is only two years. So just think about that. You show up. After four months, you still kind of don't know where the bathrooms are. At six months, you have a plan. And then you know you're about to get fired for that last six months. So you really just have, like, the middle eight months to, like, make decisions. (laughs) And she's like, that's who I talk to every day. It was a lot. Anyway, speaking of money, Mm. uh, it was a week of earnings. All the big companies, well, most of them reported their earnings, Apple, Amazon, uh, Apple and Amazon are currently in a race to have a market cap of one trillion dollars and become the first company that is a trillion-dollar company in history, which is a real inkblot test for how you feel about capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Apple, uh, at this moment, I think, its stock price is 203 in change. And if it hits 207, it will be a trillion dollar company. Wait, I have it at a trillion right now. You have the market
2: cap that just happened? It's 1.007 trillion trading at 204. Oh, wow. So ding, ding, ding.
0: Oh, because they just sold a bunch of. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, our tech team is like on the hunt. Apple's a trillion dollar company. I mean, this is according to Yahoo Finance. I don't know. <laughs> Um, According to uh, Apple's uh, own stock app That's what's happening The stocks app Is rounding up for Apple (laughs) You know they made such a big deal About the stocks app At WWDC (laughs) (laughs) They were getting ready to be worth a trillion dollars The the multiplication team Was gutted So they could hire a couple more interface designers You know the other problem
1: With that new uh, Intel processor On the i9 is it, it can't do math yeah. Like old Pentium yeah. back in the day.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh it's floating point. When you spin up Core 6, it starts rounding <laughs> up to manage the thermals. Anyhow, by the time you are listening to this, it is all but certain Apple will have hit a trillion dollars in market cap. That's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, that is... It's the most, in fact. <laughs> it's the most. Uh, and I, I, Amazon is sure not to be far behind. So uh, that's like... Paul was just, before he came on air, Paul was pointing out the Farhad Manju at the Times, just wrote a great column about how there's so much tech backlash against these big companies. There's so much more recognition that they, in many cases, have monopolies, or they act like monopolies. How come Paul gets credit for this? Yeah,
2: I clicked on a link that Dieter put in the show
0: notes. I don't know. I just opened this doc. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's what I did. That's exactly what I did. (laughs) Well, maybe if Dieter had shown up on time.
1: Oh, about 4 a.m. for this Verge cast. Whoa. We're recording earlier than usual.
0: It's true. We are recording. Anyway, uh, the the point of this piece is basically um, uh, the companies are facing more scrutiny mm-hmm. and more pressure than ever, and yet they are succeeding beyond anyone's. Yeah, literally any measure that we had previously recorded, mm. unless you're the stocks app, which I think has been at a trillion for like a year now, mm. <laughs> like an aspirational market cap situation.
1: <laughs> um, it's like it's it's the it's the Sony product of stock apps. Yeah.
0: Um, so let's just start with Apple. I think Apple's results are pretty interesting. They're, yeah, you know, they sell a lot of iPhones. And I, Tim Cook on the call said this: is the story of this quarter is the iPhone and services. Um, what's interesting is. The narrative around Apple, I don't think, you know, we're about to see new iPhones in September. That is actually not far away, right? It's August, mm-hmm. so we're a month away from new phones. I, the iPhone X, to me, like it's a phone I have. It obviously it has a great new design. And it does all the stuff, but I, it, it doesn't feel like it. They've extracted everything from the iPhone X that they could. It, it, you know, and they're gonna put more... You mean they have
2: more to do? They're not done with phones. Is that what <laughs> <Yeah>. you're saying? <laughs> they're
0: not done with phones. It just seems like their the narrative is not the iPhone X was the next revolution of phones, right? Like mm. it was a really big stepping stone to like where they might be going, but that business he, seems, as I think we talk about the show all the time, much more iterative mm-hmm. than before.
1: Yeah, they're, I mean the the way I see it is the, the interesting thing about this is they're The ASP, the average selling price for phones, like ticked up again for the first time in a while since basically the iPhone six, and that has meant that uh, like the iPhone ten hung on and kept people kept on buying it after that first initial wave of early adopters, which is very very good news for Apple. Yeah, Um, and so the The next question it wasn't like a wholly like change change everything massive seller, but it was a it was a very good seller and it it has hung on longer than I think some people were thinking it might um so that's the good news the The question is to your point about them extracting more out of the iPhone ten what are they gonna do for in september and to me like the big thing the number one thing that Apple has to do with the iPhone is they gotta make a big cheap one for India, yeah. And China.
0: So let's talk, well, well, there's two things I want to talk about with Apple in earnings specifically. One is more phones, and the other is Mac. So with phones, oh, wow. we just ran a great piece uh, from Kunal Dua, who's the editor of Gadgets 360 which is India's largest tech site. Also, just like a huge tech site. It is bigger than The Verge, uh, because literally three phones come out in India a day. And they just, they cover them all, and they help people. Like, it's crazy, and they do an amazing job over there. Uh it, but, so, Canale, I there was a report, I think, two weeks ago, like, Apple has sold less, than a fewer, fewer than a million iPhones in any of this quarter. All right, so I said, Canal, can you write a piece for us? He said, yes, which is great. Uh, and his piece, like, really lays bare the challenges Apple faces in that market. One, people do want things like dual SIMs mm. because they have actual carrier competition. <laughs> so, they switch between the cheaper data plan and the cheaper voice plan all the time. Um, they, this is like primary computers for people, so they treat them like computers. So they want things like more RAM and expandable storage. And, and they big add, screens. Big screens. So they, they talk about the specs, and they can obviously get insane specs in the Android market if they want them. Um, The camera thing, this is like the most interesting part of his argument, was Apple typically competes on it, on its camera, but... Every camera is basically fine, especially if your primary screen is actually a phone screen. Right? So he's like, if you're always just looking at a phone screen, most of these cameras are fine. Which is mm-hmm. not how, like, we have ever talked about cameras on the show or on The Verge. Right? Like,
1: Well, not since, like, the early days of Instagram. Right? Right. Um, yeah. So I, I think Apple has to get into that cheaper
0: space. So there are rumors they're going to put out a bigger LCD iPhone 10 ish design. There are rumors that there's an, a 10 plus coming with the bigger OLED. So they're expanding the range of iPhones again.
1: There's that, also a reference of a uh, dual SIM in the uh, latest iOS 12 beta.
0: Yeah. So it seems like they're they're going to make the moves Do you around think the phone. Apple would ever make an iPhone note? with it like a stylus? An Apple oh, Pencil? You just plug that into the bottom of your phone?
2: I mean, it's Charger clearly
0: <laughs> something that a lot of people want. I don't get it. I can't write with... Anyway, so that's the phone. I mean, it's clear. The phone is just rolling along. Mm. It's the iPhone. Yeah. It's their business. And I think that is great. And people are buying them and they're loving them and they're doing portrait. Someone I know last night showed me a photo and excitedly told me the photo was in portrait mode. And I was like, uh-huh. that's great. <laughs> like, I don't, you did good. You know, like people love the phones. That's great. And it's sort of like incrementally going up. I think the problem that we've all identified with Apple is it seems like. The company keeps getting bigger, it keeps getting more money, and their attention on everything else seems to be wavering, and Mm -hmm. the quality of the everything else's seems to be falling, or seemingly ignored, or not even there, right? So, like, Mac's lowest Mac revenue in a long time, Mm -hmm. Yep, because they didn't update the Mac's.
2: (laughs) I mean, I feel like we covered this pretty thoroughly, but... Yeah, I mean, I, I get it. Apple is an iPhone company. I mean, I feel like for all these all these companies, like their 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 challenge is like developing markets and Apple if Apple wants to keep growing, is not that where they have to go? Like where else, so where here's else do a, they go? But
0: here's a headline from Mac Rumors, which I don't think you can accuse of being biased against Apple. Mm-hmm. It's right, it's right in the name. Apple sold fewest Macs in any quarter since 2010 as nearly entire lineup was outdated. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly.
2: I mean, I just feel like they gave up on 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 Macs, so I can give up on caring
0: about Apple's computers. <laughs> I guess that's
2: where yeah. I'm at right now.
0: So, that, I mean, I, I think that's like just the story of Apple. Like their their core business, the phone, mm-hmm. is doing incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think in the broader market, that masks the thing that we constantly talk about in the show, which is like all of the other stuff that we depend on. By the way, there are also rumors of new iPads and some mocks floating around. The new iPads will have an edge-to-edge display and uh, no headphone jack. No, uh, because they don't have. Yeah, well, we room. don't know
1: for sure about the no headphone jack. Uh, there was a rumor that it would only that Face ID on it would only work in portrait mode, but uh, Rambo over at Nine to Five found that it does in fact. Uh, there is a reference to Face ID recognizing orientation, which is a sign that it will in fact work in landscape. That's good.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, there's no... But you, you don't just feel it in your heart that they're going to take the headphone jack away in the iPad. <laughs> just, <that's> my... <laughs> Yeah, just like, hey, parents of the world, you know how you hand an iPad to your kids with some cheap Wait, headphones and Okay, that's how the car works? Wait, but just back to the developing, no developing markets. Now your child will learn about Bluetooth pairing.
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's... <laughs> That's, wait, Apple's really into getting people to learn to code. They figure yeah. like Bluetooth is like a really good first step to getting educated in how computers work. Yeah.
0: Does your toddler have an interest in computers? You know, Best Buy well, has Bluetooth a, will stop
2: that. Best Buy has a whole <laughs> section of like child safe headphones. Yeah. It's,
0: it's wait, a real thing. Limited?
2: Now all of those manufacturers get to make Bluetooth <laughs> versions. <Yeah. laughs> wait, but Huawei shipped more phones than Apple
0: yeah, but yes. I, it not like, it not at the it, high end.
2: But does that matter? Is that
0: a threat? No. Mean, that's like, not an existential threat? I mean, Android has always had... It's an existential threat to Samsung, mm. right? Like Huawei's a growing influence. The Android market is fracturing. I Whatever's happening in Europe with the unbundling, they, they, Google can't address China because they don't have the Play Store there. What I, like the Android market's getting bigger. It's always been bigger than the iPhone market, mm-hmm. at least in my well. Estimation. And
1: and Samsung's earnings are like S nine sales kind of soft. Yeah. Sony is done finally, and they finally admitted that they they could they should stop making the same design they've been doing for five years and they <laughs> might get out of the, the phone business. Um, sorry, man. I I really everybody wants to love Sony phones. This like, like you pick them up and you are like, oh wow, like how they make it so heavy. Going. <laughs> <laughs> there's just weights
0: in the phones uh, like old beats headphones um yeah so okay so that's phones that's apple mm-hmm. i think oh, it's worth nice. it's worth talking about amazon for a couple minutes here because uh quarterly profit of 2.5 billion it's highest ever that's like it's a big number amazon also typically managed itself to like nothing mm-hmm. like they ran at even, but now the they're, they're just getting bigger and they're i don't know if everybody thinks that amazon is an infrastructure company Right. Like their money comes from AWS and they, they still manage yep. the store very tightly. And I, their margins come from it. But- yeah. Um, and I, I just don't think like anybody quite thinks of it that way, even though everybody knows it. Do you know what I mean? Like out in yep. the world, people still think Amazon is just a retail store that's like disrupting retail stores at a high level. And fundamentally, what it did was disrupt the idea of cloud computing.
1: But don't yeah. you still well, think the- that's? relatively small part of it it's the it's the lion's share of their profits so one of the analysts in in uh, Farhad's piece in new york times is like if you're a retailer you are terrified because now amazon has you know by genius or by luck i kind of think it's a mix of the two and maybe more luck ended up at a place where they can subsidize the store with their cloud business and continue to drive prices down because they they're able to just run that thing as cheap as they want as with as little margins as they want because they have got this cloud bit business raking in the cash for them yeah right, it's but like, well, like not a great place to be
2: but what really impacts me as a person day to day feels like amazon selling products everything yeah and shipping it really fast yeah and like th- the fact that they do pump those margins from the cloud computing business into making retail unassailable.
0: Yeah. And that's what, you, you and Dieter are saying the same thing. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> with, di- with, just, with different valence, Different emphasis. Just, just, yeah, just you're emphasizing no, I, the middle words saying, and Dieter's emphasizing that, the final words.
2: I, I've heard this thing about cloud computing being like such a huge, important part of Amazon's business and that's obviously true, especially from a profit perspective. But there is also the fact that Amazon, as a retail business, is just
0: really, 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 really big. Yeah, no, there's no that. but if you're Walmart, mm. like, Walmart, I think Dieter tweeted a screenshot, like, Walmart is super thirsty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They are, partner. like, we have, like, 15 headlines on the site that's like, Walmart partners with another company, Walmart partners with Toshiba, like, just, like, all day long, because they're trying to build this hedge against Amazon mm-hmm. with alliances, which is basically how, like, post-World War I Europe worked. <laughs> <laughs> Amazon is... (laughs) Okay. Amazon is like... Like, I'm willing to follow this. Who's
1: who's (laughs) the archduke in this metaphor?
0: I'm just saying, like, there's a hegemon and they're forming alliances, (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? This is literally my freshman year international relations class. Um, But what they don't have is an economic engine like Amazon's business. And that economic... The the real question, honestly, is like, is that fair? Like, can you... Like in a in a normal retail environment, like a store opens up in your neighborhood, and they undercut the other store on price and like lose money on prices, that's illegal, right? That's predatory pricing. So like the big box store comes to your town and they, I mean Walmart just did this over and over again, so it's a little bit common. <laughs> but like Walmart takes the loss on everyday staple items, mm-hmm. so you stop going to the general store, and then they make it up on some other margin because they also sell tires right um that usually is illegal right that usually is classified as predatory pricing the question for amazon is like can you put that into that rubric because they run this cloud business that's is still profitable even though it's subsidizing so much of the investment into the store hmm. and the, the answer like is like uh jeff bezos <laughs> looks great in a leather jacket like <laughs> 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 um so i think that's super interesting inch- i think that I think Farhad's piece is basically right. Like the the scrutiny of these things is going to keep going up, because the way these businesses work is unlike literally
1: any business that ever existed before. Like the scrutiny is going up, but it has not affected any of them yet. They're, Except for Facebook, GDPR had to. Mini- Facebook lost like a million users in Europe. Boo hoo! There, are stock tanked, but they're still the fifth biggest company by you know, like they're 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 ahead of Berkshire Hathaway. Like the 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 point is that. All of the like, everything is dour, and we're all not comfortable with these companies, and like there, there's going to be consequences. The consequences are not hitting them in their stock price or their profits.
2: Yeah, I, I, I do have a general optimism that that like right now, the technology groundwork is being laid for decentralized alternatives. To wow, I thought
1: you were going to say revolution. <laughs> yeah for no, revolution that's what
0: that is. Yeah. yeah the linux on the desktop revolution
1: i
2: think it's going to take a <laughs> while to get it right and 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 to make it uh good but i think there's there there aren't necessarily fundamental things especially um in a pure software sense um when you're talking about especially like so, something like a social network that is just a web you know a website basically and apps uh I don't think there's anything intrinsic that, that is going to stop ultimately people wanting like more control uh, of their data and of the the access and the controls and the privacy and the censorship and all that sort of stuff. It, it can, I think, definitely will, is driving the demand for an alternative. While simultaneously a lot of the technolo- technology is being built, I feel, feel like that will make uh, an alternative viable, yeah. I don't think it's all blockchain. <laughs> I think oh, I God. think blockchain <laughs> has become like, no, like this no. sort of like red herring for people no. who love decentralized stuff, and so they kind of emphasize
0: it maybe maybe a lot too much. Yeah, blockchain is just it's a word that if you even whisper it, people are going to start tweeting it. Up. Okay, okay. Well, Look at what you did.
2: We're right about technology. It's a technology. <laughs> people spending millions of dollars on on crazy blockchain ideas. Yeah. But, but I think that it's because there is something there that, that, that is, is still being teased out but i think will eventually show up to be very competitive against these companies especially in the software space i think hardware is obviously a lot a lot
0: harder yeah but i my skepticism of all these blockchain ideas is mm-hmm. that ultimately what they all are is supposed to be like replacements for currency right like that's what bitcoin is that's what bitcoin is e- but even ethereum mm-hmm. right which is the, those are the two major players. Although Ethereum has all the smart contract stuff and the sort of compute piece, mm-hmm. great, but no one's no one is using them that way. Like once you get the tokens, it's it the the sort of transact piece of it is the next part of it where you are you've moved value like money into the system to be decentralized, like hasn't happened. And then I think once it does happen. The economies of scale that we're talking about with Amazon, yeah, though be, literally because it's decentralized, no one will consolidate them in a way that creates that economy of scale. Well, because especially if no one's transacting the tokens, which but, which right now just like does not like literally everyone's like hodl like <laughs> the opposite of that. Well, but but but
2: the core idea, right? Yeah, is that you uh, have grown mistrusting of a centralized authority. And you want to be able to distribute that trust, Mm -hmm. and I think that that concept, I think, could eventually be competitive with Amazon and Facebook and Google.
1: I don't. I I mean, if we're waiting for the blockchain to save us from like big tech monopolies, I'm not saying uh, I'm not saying blockchain. I'm saying
2: I'm saying the exact same impetus that leads people to trying to solve everything with blockchain. Right. Is the similar motivation Mm -hmm. that will lead to. People finding something that actually really works
0: as an alternative. I agree with you completely, except Facebook is starting a cryptocurrency division. <laughs> they're just, just going to do, you know what I mean? Like, they're the, they,
1: I think the central, no, the, the, go ahead. The whole question, Paul, is is like that impetus is there, but is the, is that social force anywhere near as powerful as the social forces? of these big five five companies combined right now? And uh, I don't think that the answer is very clearly yes. I think the answer might be that those big five companies have more social power, more force in the world in terms of capital and just social influence than any, you know, uh, anti-establishment desire that we're currently seeing funneled into stuff like blockchain.
2: Yeah, I think think ultimately my hope is that like large Bigness and centralization of 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 companies like Facebook and Google, who like try to make decisions for everybody, is going to uh, be their undoing. That's my thinking. Is that the a kind of a one size fits all is not going to work for people.
0: Well, I this hope is when the, hope. the this new is version big. of stocks comes out in iOS twelve, yeah, you set up all the alerts for when you're proven yeah. correct, correct. This has been tech
1: earnings <laughs> seasons with future crypto socialist Neil Politeater.
0: I'm in it. Let's let's get it, comrades. Well, I'm me. putting the verge on the blockchain today. I don't I don't know what that it's not means. All about blockchain. What's it? What's the thing? The what? civil? I know it's not all. civil. The journalism startup that's like journalism on the blockchain. Mm. Maybe we'll do that. I've read all of their white papers. Couldn't tell you how that works but we're, 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 I'm going to figure it out and then we're, we're going to talk about it. Anyway,
2: Microtransactions.
0: Uh, just wrap up some other earnings here. Tesla is finally making money on the Model 3. Uh, well, we talked about Samsung. Samsung's like great chips, weak phones. I think that's where they live. And then obviously Facebook. But Dieter, let's talk about something fun. Yeah. Okay. Something good. Some, good and fun. Something wholesome. Mm. Pure. Ooh. And that is Windows tablets. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> just like my mother used to bake. <laughs> Who doesn't love a Windows set? No, the Service Go no, is so, like here. Yeah. You've got one. Tell us all about
1: it. Yeah, if if you're wondering why we don't have a review up yet, uh all these units, today is uh Thursday, the embargo day for reviews. Uh we got it I think Monday or Tuesday, pretty like it was Monday pretty late. Like just I wanted more time to actually do do well on it. So uh by the time you listen to this, I might uh have shot the review, but we're we're planning on building the review based on your questions. So Tweet me your questions. I'm at Backlon, and I will build the review off of them. Um, it, is, um, it is wonderful. It is a wonderful little computer. I like it a lot. But as I, I said in the video, I have a, a very big soft spot for tiny little computers, and that's precisely what this is. Um, it's just a great little dude. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> the,
0: how is its Pentium processor? I think is the only question that anyone has had so far.
1: Yeah, uh, the answer is better than I expected. As long as you don't expect too much, you will be pleasantly surprised. I was expecting Hmm. utter garbage, and I got, like, pretty good. (laughs) No, but so here's the thing. If you live in S mode, which you shouldn't do because S mode is awful, um, you can... I had, like, eight, ten apps open, and one of those apps was Edge, and that Edge uh, app had probably ten tabs in it, and it was fine. Like, they were all, you know, like... Edge and Outlook and Spotify and you know news the news reader that I use I forget uh, you know a bunch of like Windows no, apps no Dita like, I'm Windows sorry Windows Store apps
2: I'm sorry you said ten apps Windows S I need you to name ten apps
0: Let's cut them off
2: Okay we've oh got All we right. got Edge Outlook
1: <laughs> I forgot what else. Uh, Hang on. I know there's a Netflix app. There's an Audible app. What you're not
0: seeing in your car
1: is you're furiously (laughs) using the service. Go. I'm just opening. Okay, so uh, (laughs) Calendar, Outlook, Edge, Todoist, Twitter, which we're going to count even though it's PWA, Slack, Simple Note, Next Gen Reader, that's (laughs) eight. Is that like an RSS reader? Word. (laughs) <laughs> word there you yeah. go yeah
2: not a fire, web browser firing the big gun it's
1: <laughs> uh, nine we we oh you want one more with <laughs> the like candy crush uh, no it does ship with uh bubble witch three saga though if you like that uh,
0: is that a free to play <laughs> i bet that's a free to play
1: <laughs> i'm sure it doesn't count um Alto's Adventure. I don't know. Uh, that- I tried. I've tried right. running Cuphead, but it crashes on launch. Which, <laughs> even though it's like an Xbox game. Yeah. Uh, I ran Ori in the Blind Forest and connected an Xbox controller over Bluetooth, and yeah. it ran, but it was a little bit laggy. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we turned off S mode, like you can edit photos in Lightroom CC Classic. Like you can do it. You don't want to yeah. do a huge batch, and you're going to eventually get slow. But the bigger problem with it isn't like. As long as you're not trying to do too much. The biggest problem is actually the screen is pretty small. It's a 10 inch screen, and the bezels are approximately 30 inches around (laughs) it. (laughs) It's just got huge bezels, makes the the screen feel so tiny.
2: What about the ergonomics overall? Is it basically like using an iPad Pro and an Apple Um, keyboard? It
1: feels more cramped than an iPad Pro, uh, honestly, than the 10.5. The keyboard's a little bit smaller, but I still got used to it pretty quickly. they designed it really well. Uh, the caps are like concave a little bit and it's got better key travel. Um, the only problem with the ergonomics, honestly, is that it's, um, it's just a, it feels a little bit cramped, but you eventually get used to that. And, um, how is know, it as like, a tablet?
0: Not as a little windows PC
1: in a funky form. Factor? Have, have you used windows tablets? So that's the, yeah. Okay. Just check. I actually, I've been using, because the screen is so small, I've been using it in tablet mode instead mm. of windowed mode, even though I've got the keyboard attached a lot more, um, and you know you get by it's like it's okay like split screen is pretty good i it it shows you which where the focus is better than you know an ipad does which is nice the cursor focus i mean mm-hmm. um you know and like switching between it's pretty good uh you know it's it it, it as a, if you're thinking of it as a tablet like the problem is that you won't have the same number and quality of apps that you get on uh an ipad um uh, but you know you get full windows stuff the 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 hilarious thing is did you know that amazon pulled the kindle app from the windows store what why i don't know you have to you have to you have to exit s mode to download the kindle app and the kindle app for windows is uh not good it just seems it seems (laughs) extremely petty so that's fun
0: but is amazon and microsoft have a beef now no, they love each other. They're doing Siri and Cortana. They're both in Seattle. So what's Everyone's happening? at the fish market. They're, they're, they're just throwing the fish at each other. It's true.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it. <laughs> Didn't Sasha say like I love I love being in the same city as Amazon and I love competing with them and I also love like they're frenemies.
0: Yeah, they're they're um, very
1: they're very happy with each other. Like in yeah. general, uh, like half of the Alexa team is just like old Windows
0: engineers. Like you know, Makes sense. there's like an affinity. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's weird. I mean, maybe it's just maybe the... Well, let me ask you this. Uh, aside from Kindle, would you recommend buying this thing and leaving it in S mode?
1: No, uh, I tried. <laughs> I tried it. No, I tried. I tried living in S mode. But here's the thing: um, I use One Password, not available in mm. S mode in the in the store. Fine, uh, but you know it is available in the Windows Store. The One Password extension for Edge, the Edge browser, which means that you launch it and then. The one password extension tab pops up and says, "Hey, in order for this to work, you have to install one password, and then you go to install one password, and you can't unless you turn off s mode. Hmm. So you have to uninstall the one password manager. feels like they
2: walk themselves right into that.
1: yeah. there isn't a lot of Windows S in the world,
0: right? yeah, yeah. Wait, so which... the store is like usually I think people assume that this whatever you're doing on a yeah. store. Is happening on regular Windows. Yes,
2: but if Microsoft yeah. wants to make Windows as a thing, which is a, a viable goal to have, to make a version of Windows that's hard to bloat, they have to work really hard at it. That's not that's not a downhill
1: ski. Yeah, I mean they've tried everything. They've tried paying developers. They've tried making a whole mode of Windows that like tries to incentivize and force developers to make put stores in the Windows Store. Like, I don't know. Like they, first of all, they should just, I don't know what the cut is in the Windows store, but it should be, it should be negative. Like yeah. <laughs> you should, they should, they should pay you a tiny little bonus every Absolutely. time someone downloads your app in the Windows store. Like that's where they're at. That's what they need to do. Mm. So would you, would anyway, you,
2: would you buy one of these for personal um, Enrich. It should
1: not be your main computer. It's not powerful enough for that. Uh, as like a, a side hustle <laughs> as, a, as a thing that's a thing as a, a light computer hustle? when you travel it's uh it's pretty great um oh, but again like i'm okay i i like the original i like the little macbook even though it's underpowered right yeah right. um i i can get by on an ipad this i can do a bit more here than i think than i can on an ipad um well, you can run next gen like, reader yeah i can <laughs> it's good it's a good rss reader man yeah come on I um there's a high. I probability feel bad for the next gen I'm, reader
0: people now. Yeah, they're great. They're the next yeah. generation.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. There's, there's a high probability I'm trading in my Surface Pro 4 for the LTE version of this that comes out later this year. Wow. The, the big question for me is uh, the price. So the the good one is with a keyboard is 650 or 680. Mm-hmm. And with the and SSD like, instead of. Uh, EMMC, the, which the low yeah the low yeah, end one has not enough RAM and it's got EMMC storage, which is like a mmc card soldered to a chip or something it's (laughs) it's apparently not good they sent microsoft of course sent me the good one so i can't comment on the quality of the bad one yet yeah i mean
0: i will say that i reacted to the the ipad refresh news by just like immediately buying a refurbished ipad pro 10.5 which you can get for like 550 bucks Hmm. and it's like a great computer like, that's what i play with Lightroom on.
2: I'd still go back to this. When I saw this, I was so excited about it, and yeah. I was certain it would sell with a keyboard for, like, $400, the, the Surface yeah. Go. Uh, the Surface Go seems like an amazing idea. Cut the iPad Pro off to the knees. Like, we're more pro and we're cheaper. Yeah. Oh, wait. It's not cheaper? Oh, dang.
0: <laughs> also, have you heard of the Pentium? <laughs> <laughs> Dieter, what's it like uh build wise is it like premium good feeling or is it's, it like yeah it's, it's
1: magnesium some people have said that the magnesium feels a little bit more plasticky than the pro and i guess that's true but i don't know i don't care it's good yeah uh i could i could talk for another 45 minutes about USB C, but i don't want to <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh someone uh a few weeks ago we were talking on the verge cast and i was like there's no C power ports in home depot added last week people have been tweeting me pictures of wall sockets <laughs> <laughs> which is an amazing wow. place to be in your life. When, 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 people, when my people are in the Home Depot, and they're like in the power socket aisle, and they're like, I got to tell Neelai about this. That's like... That's beautiful. That's a community. You know what? I've been, that's shared vision. I've been...
2: Let me know if anybody finds this. Whenever I go to an, a bodega, they've got the cheap headphones behind yeah. them. I'm always looking if any of them have lightning connectors. I've never
0: seen a lightning connector headphone in a bodega. I don't think I don't think any of those companies can make the DAC cheap enough. I am still just like on it with USB-Cs like everything's a mess. Mm-hmm. Just sure. to be clear. Well, USB-Cs a mess because no one will pick an audio standard. So we just published a chart, what was it? It was Peter what was there a Dan review, right? About uh USB. It was Sony put out a USB-C charge and listen oh, dongle yes. which looks insane. Up. And then there was a chart of what phones it work with. And it's like easily 50% of phones don't work because they use a different audio standard. So that's yep. just like an industry. That's a decentralized problem. You got to put the audio, DAC on the blockchain. Yeah, sure. And that'll solve it. <laughs> Absolutely. And then on the Apple side, Apple is clearly restricting what people can do with lightning connector. Like they, yep. yeah. it's not like a secret, like they are because they're trying to move people to wireless. And so both ecosystems are not developing. And so what we're left with is like you know you should do you should buy some AirPods Hmm. and then never listen to the the low end of your music again in your life.
2: You know what I did? I bought Beats X, and you you know what? They were great for a while, and then you know what happened? The right ear doesn't work anymore.
0: (laughs) Peter, didn't you tweet (laughs) that you liked the Beats X last week?
1: You start some yeah. There's there's been a whole debate. Um, Mike and I are um, we we like the Beats X. Uh, The rest of the verge staff staff thinks they sound awful. Oh, they Um, do. But neck yeah, but neck buds are cool, man. Yeah, I mean, the beatsex are too long, but Neckbuds are super convenient. They're, they're in some ways more convenient than truly wireless headphones. I've switched to the Jabra Elite 65Ts myself, and I do like them, even though my first pair crapped the hell out with a bad firmware update, and Jabra customer support was very unhelpful. Um, but nevertheless, I persisted. Um, oh my God. Anyway, yeah, I like the beatsex. They're fine. Um, speaking of headphones, uh, <laughs> this headline's great. Does this
0: little green dot mean the new AirPods case is imminent? Uh, there's a picture of a new AirPods case. It's got a little green dot on it. Um, Apple has said they're going to put out a wireless AirPods. Like you're going to be able to charge everything on AirPower. So if yep. they're if they're showing you the photos of the wireless AirPods case, there's a chance it means the AirPower charging mat is coming. Um, yeah, I was
2: just going to say Apple's claimed a lot of things. like three confirmed. For instance.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Kind of Apple I kind gonna, of want Apple to Halo never really was going to be an Apple exclusive. Mm-hmm. I, I want I want Air Power to live in that same limbo world that um, open you know open standard FaceTime lives in. Mm. Uh, you know, yeah. That just they announced it on stage, and like the team that was responsible for building it was like sitting in the audience, going, "Wait, what? We're I guess we're making that now," <laughs> and then it never happens.
0: That's not a product. That's just an oval. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. That was just an idea we had. <laughs> uh yeah, it's it's I there. We seem due for a really big Apple moment in September, right? New yeah. phones, new iPads, new Macs, maybe some new Macs. Um, no, they have to air power. power. Siri will get not one but two timers. Small, <laughs> small iPhone.
2: Just give me a small, small iPhone. So we're
0: we're cruising up on it. Give so me a small iPhone
2: it. and a Mac Mini. With a 1070 in it, and I'll be good. You're not. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just put know, one under each arm and walk into the sunset. My small <laughs> iPhone and my GPU-accelerated Mac Mini.
0: <laughs> you got dreams, man, and I appreciate that. NVIDIA, please. I've always liked that about you. Speaking <laughs> of your dreams, Paul. Yeah. Every week, mm-hmm. my dude, you do a segment. It's called Wireless Vapes. <laughs> yeah! Oh, it's very
2: exciting. For for everybody, but I lost the tab. If only I was using Edge. <laughs> <laughs> Jewel plans to release new Bluetooth-enabled vapes internationally. I didn't actually read this
1: article. <laughs> oh my god. I could tell you what's going on with this. So yeah, they please have to explain Bluetooth vapes to me. They have to release it internationally because the like approving new vapes in the US has slowed down because of the FDA. Um the Bluetooth would allow them to like, you know, have fancy Bluetooth features. It's not the first Bluetooth vape. So they could track your usage and blah, 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 blah.
2: Like so um, you could have an app?
1: You can have an app. It would all that app would also allow them to authenticate, which would mean that they could at least try to make the case that they are not allowing the Utes to use it because you could they could say the thing won't turn on unless you authenticate with your phone. And you have to prove that you're 18 on your phone in some way. And therefore, uh, uh, they're restricting kids from using it. Um, Rachel Becker, who's been uh, on the jewel beat lately, uh, also did a story about like flavors. And they're restricting flavors. And it, it looks like, uh, yeah, that's coming to lower nicotine, lower flavors. Anyway, that is the idea. is they, They'll be able to offer some Bluetooth features. And they'll be able to tell the world, look, we're not letting kids use these. We've made our apps so that they can't. That all seems fine. But here's my question. I tweeted this. Do you think a company that is in the business of selling you a product that you're addicted to should be able to track your usage of said addiction via their app? Like that gives them a ton more information about how you're vaping and how much nicotine you're taking in. And I don't know, like that's, that's, that's just, this seems scary to me. So
0: I just love the idea that what, what our industry is moving towards to is creating problems and then selling you Bluetooth solutions. <laughs> like, that is the new business model. Like, we have, yeah. we have made an enormous problem for you, and now Bluetooth pairing will fix it in some way. Internet of vapes. <laughs> it's, uh, so, Jewel, just to be clear, they're not releasing these in North America. You will like this mm-hmm. because of regulatory problems. Mm-hmm. So new vape development was frozen in the States, and uh, so they're releasing this in, in, like like, Israel and China or something. Um they could release them here. You know, I'm with you that like the tracking is scary, um, but what they are not doing is explicitly saying we want you to quit the jewel, right? That should be the goal is like, you're no longer addicted to nicotine and this product, whether it's Bluetooth or not, is going to help you get there. They're very much in the mode of like, I mean, that's pretty switch. hard. That's a hard, that's a hard one for a company
2: it's hard to like here's a here's a feature that hel- helps you quit
0: yeah helps you so quit like less. why would you let this company do all this self-regulatory behavior I sw- I sw- when <laughs> it's not in their own <laughs> right. instincts or incentives right and like i think that's the problem jewel has run into is like they were the cool kids for a long time and now everyone's like wait what if your shit's really okay, addictive what if yeah jewel could communicate over and open
2: standard oh vaping protocol and then someone jewel could write an app that's like smoking e cigarettes is fun and then it's like a little dancing like shapes or something but someone else could could use the same api and write a quitting
1: jewel that's very somber are you saying app. that we we have to we're gonna have to deal with like uh javascript standards for jewel
0: I, I'm thinking more like an IEEE standard. Yeah, you're going to like the oh, straight okay. market solution, which is like a range of vaping apps are available. Yeah. And you're because like, we
2: have a, a an a, an API. Yeah.
0: Standard. But like from like a public health policy perspective, <laughs> don't you don't really want the like you don't want the market to self-select for like, I'm in a nicotine coma all day
1: long. I mean, if it were an open standard, <laughs> it could connect to um digital assistants. So you could you could walk home. And you could say out loud in your room, "Hey Google, is my kid hitting that vape?" And Ooh, then it would be able to tell you. I
0: like that. That's that's coming. Alexa supported vape. Have I told the story of how I got addicted to cigarettes on this podcast? Did you start smoking cigarettes? No, <laughs> I started vaping.
2: <laughs> I was not a cigarette smoker, and then enjoy. Remember enjoy yeah. those like fake, yeah. the vapes that look like cigarettes, but they're like kind of single use. Yeah, so one enjoy is like two packs. But I didn't. Know how much I was smoking it. And so I got super, super hooked on nicotine. Yeah. And then I had some friends who were smoking real cigarettes, and then I just started smoking real cigarettes. But if there had been an app, maybe I could have moderated my use. I'm just saying.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I I don't think the answer is. It's easier to
2: tell how much
0: you smoke a real cigarette because you run out of them. If Jewel wants to solve this problem for itself, it needs to sell the Quitter's Pack, which is like, one full strength pod, one mm. three percent pod, and one taste pod. Yeah, one that just hurts you. <laughs> um and they're just not they're not doing that. I could I couldn't tell you why. All right. All right. That has been Wireless Vapes. <laughs> Tune in next week. All three of us have such strong opinions on this. <laughs> three boys with nicotine problems. <laughs> discuss the jewel. Um all right, last little bits here. This is I think my favorite story of the week. Google bans Android phones from having three or more notches. I am outraged.
2: That is also, a preemptive regulation. Also, yeah, seriously. That's what I'm
0: <laughs> talking about. These centralized
2: companies think they know better than everybody else. Also, no side notches. You can only put notches on the top and the bottom.
0: So how can you get to three?
2: It
1: doesn't make sense. Two on the top. Yeah, so you have three. Exactly.
0: So th- you, you can only have two notches. But you don't need both regulations. What I want to know is what if you've what already product, regulated none on the sides? What you future solved the Android phone, phone?
1: What future Android phone made it into Google's lab, and they're like, "What the hell?" And they're no. like, "We gotta write a blog post. No. This has to no. like, get Hiroshi down here. <laughs> we, we need to talk about <laughs> this right away." <laughs> Matthias
0: is in the corner, just like ah, <laughs> material design. <laughs> we thought of
2: everything. We have a drop shadow for literally everything. There's, there's like a but manufacturer not for the in there third there Holding
0: a of paper with notches cut out on all four sides. It reflects the real world. She's sliding one piece of paper behind another. Was, like,
2: it, was it Amazon's fire phone basically a phone with four notches?
0: <laughs> it's a lot. I just it's such a good Yeah. I want a four-notch phone oh, yeah. more than anything. Else. <laughs> that's the first thing I thought. I'd pay a thousand dollars for the most notches, but it's small. Yeah, like a tiny, <laughs> a tiny. it's mostly notch actually. <laughs> what what, what do we used to measure screen to bezel ratio? Mm. Now yeah. it's a screen to notch <laughs> ratio. <That's really laughs> deeply important to us. Uh, so that's amazing. Dieter, you have thoughts about these Pixel 3 leaks, right?
1: Um. So the notch in the I, Pixel 3 looks insane, by the way. It looks really big and dumb. Um, And the notch itself, even though it looks really big and dumb, it's a, not like deeply offensive to me, but it's like kind of offensive to me. The, the m- bigger problem that I have is if they're keeping the same size as the current Pixel 2 XL, and they're just increasing the screen by like moving it and adding a notch, it's great you get a bigger screen, but it means it's even farther to reach to like reach the top of the screen than before. Uh, and so weirdly, the notch makes it harder to use. The bigger screen is weirdly worse. The reason notches are cool is they let you release a smaller phone with a bigger screen. And Instead, the release they might be releasing the same size phone with a bigger screen. And, and no, thank you. No, yeah. No, no, thank you. I, I want. I I think that I'm ready for something closer to the size of an iPhone 10 in the Android world with a big screen. This is why Dan loves the, the LG phone, right? Yeah. Um, it's exactly that thing.
0: With LG software on it. Um, <laughs> no problem. And then lastly, just a couple little ones. I mean, but Dieter, your point was like every Pixel has leaked and it looked terrible. And then they're fine.
1: Yes, that's also true. Uh, yeah. We'll see what it looks like in real life. We need
0: um, to see some colorways.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then
0: lastly, two acquisitions. Logitech is acquiring blue microphones for $117 million. I have a bunch of blue. mic. Like, I think everybody who makes podcasts just like starts to acquire blue snowballs. Yeah. Like I yep. have like three of them. Why? Where did they all come <laughs> <Yeah>. from? <laughs> they're all, two two they're snowballs all like, and a Yeti. Yeah.
1: I have a Yeti too. No, the snowballs you're are just, traveling. Like, you're around like, my house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're traveling, you're desperate, and you, you need a microphone to do a podcast while you're on the road and you just go to Best Buy and buy a blue microphone. We've all, yeah. all done it.
0: Yeah. And then you're like, why do I have every color of blue snowball ever released? Um, yeah. So it's there's a little bit of danger, right? Like Logitech acquired a bunch of other companies. They're growing. But here's my big hope. The engineers at Logitech go to the blue offices. They open the door, and they're like, we would like to show you some connectors that are not from 2005. And then I buy the next blue snowball, and it does not have literally the old USB printer connector on the back. <laughs> uh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. Um, the Yeti has, like, one of the most unreliable many USB oh, yeah. ports ever made. Mm-hmm. Like, the, thing,
1: the thing is held on with like three microns of solder and nothing else.
0: Yeah. So like maybe the, like the Logitech and mouse people are like, we make USB ports for competitive gamers. Yeah. We're going to show you a thing we or two about using <laughs> screws to hold down your connectors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then this one is super funny. Uh, we actually, when we started The Verge, we were on an IRC. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to use a more modern chat platform called HipChat. Which at the time I don't remember this was a Flash app. No, yes, yes.
2: HipChat wasn't Flash. Uh, it, was,
0: it, was. it was it was it was the version. It was Adobe Air, which is fundamentally Flash. Uh, so it was an Air app, and it was like I remember it would like slow down my computer. And then we all moved to Slack. Like everybody moved to Slack. HipChat got bought by a company called Atlassian. Uh, Atlassian literally just said sorry to Slack, and then shut down HipChat in in sold, gave the IP to, to Slack, but then they also uh, took an investment in Slack. So they basically said, we're sorry, we're shutting this down. We're giving you all the IP and some money for your trouble. And that is the best end of a competitive product I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, it's good. But I remember our HipChat days like very fondly. I, I literally can't remember anything about HipChat. It was hip-chat a lot.
1: was... There was an era of software. I I should write this article. There was like a, a, I call it the blue era because like a bunch of the really cool hip apps had like this blue color aesthetic to it. So HipChat was blue. RDO was of this era. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mm, I loved RDO. I, I, I need like three, two or three more and then I've like got a story here. I feel like Turntable wasn't blue but it was in that same zone. There was like that, I don't know, mid 2010s zone of apps where like Super well designed, felt really new, felt really modern, and for the most part, we're completely doomed.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Everything, it was like a very inoffensive blue. All right. That's it. It was kind of a small week in news, but I enjoyed this time together. $1 trillion. $1 trillion. Good job, Apple. Way to make stocks some money. apps actually rounded up to 1.1. <laughs> 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 Uh, this episode of Virtual is brought to you by Microsoft Azure. Keeping out the competition is important. Take the lead with unmatched innovation. That is impressive. Set yourself up to achieve more by running your apps on Microsoft Azure. Clear the way for unparalleled productivity with end-to-end development and management tools. Fearlessly integrate cloud capabilities across your environment with the only consistent hybrid cloud. And you can build the next generation of smart apps, discovering transformative insights through artificial intelligence and real-time data, and scale across more global regions than you'll get from any other cloud provider. Microsoft leads every business and every organization, small and large, old and new, has something to gain by reaching beyond the limits of an on-premises data center. That's fierce, Microsoft. Screw you, on-prem data center. That's why Azure is the cloud for all. What will you achieve when you come to the cloud? Start experimenting and find out. Get started with a free account and 12 months of intelligence services at azure.com trial. That's A-Z-U-R-E dot com slash trial. There's also other stuff you can listen to. The ad just continues, but now it's just an ad for our stuff. You can listen to Converge with Casey Newton. Mm-hmm. That's great. Excellent show. You can listen to Recode Decode with Kara Swisher. You can listen to Recode Media with Peter Kafka. All excellent podcasts, all available at Apple Podcasts everywhere else. Rate us, review us, give us the five stars. You can follow us on Twitter. I'm Reckless. Paul is Future Paul. Peter's back on. We'll be back next week. That is VergeCast. Rock and roll.